All right, everybody, welcome back to the Millennial Outliers podcast. I am your host, Tyler Ardrin, and as always, I'm with my guy, Justin Deal. What's the word? <laughs> How we doing, world? Yeah, yeah. So I'm uh, super excited with our guest today. Um, little background. Uh, the guest first is Matt Brenner, but before I uh, kind of go into who he is or let him go into who he is, a uh, little background. I met him and I talked about it on the podcast here before at, in our Goldman Sachs class, 10,000 Small Business Owners. Um, was an awesome class. I know I shared a lot of info that I learned from the class um, on this podcast. Uh, but also another you know great thing with the class was I got to meet a ton of business owners, um, really cool people. Um, really successful people and uh, yeah, just people I was able to learn from. So I met this guy, Matt Brenner um, in the class. Uh, We kind of formed like a relationship right away. Like we would kind of sit at lunch together a lot. Um, He's super energetic. Um, I was impressed by your biceps. Like, this guy works out. <laughs> right. I work out. The you always find the, the person that like kind of works out, and you're yeah. like, "All right, we're gonna talk to that dude." Then yeah. I found out you work out at like 5 a.m. or something crazy. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, this guy is this guy's uh, he's he's more more disciplined than I am. Dedicated. I don't know about Dedicated. that. Well, wait, once we talk about what you actually do, I don't yeah. know about that. But um, yeah, just re- super, really good at holding a conversation. Um, very, he's just able to to really talk well and talk through like processes and um, puts out a ton of awesome content. I know I was looking at the other day, uh, you were putting out about how to recruit and just your process with it and the spreadsheet you were showing. Um, just awesome stuff. You got your own podcast, right? Um, and you own a bunch of karate studios. Uh, I think you kind of do the consultant thing too now, which was a big piece in the class that we did. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, with no further ado, my man Matt Brenner, why don't you kind of tell the world, you know, who you are and and what you do before we get into it here? Sure. Well, first of all, thank you for having me. And that was a really fun class we did together. And I know that you know some things. Whenever you go into a new class, especially now, like you know, we're already done college. There's it's always like fresh and exciting, and but it's also like sometimes boring, right? Mm. But just like anything else, like sometimes networking events are boring, yep. right? But it's usually the people that you meet that makes it, you know, it's, and it's usually not a lot of people. It's usually like one person, yeah. maybe two, yep. right? If yep. you're lucky. Kind of gravity. And I feel like I kind of have that with you, which I think is really cool. Um, so, yeah, so my my name is Matthew. I run um, uh, martial arts schools called Action Karate. Started by my brother in 1994, and I added on, I came on later on the scene. So I have three schools myself, hopefully a fourth before the end of the year. Um, in total, in the franchise, we have uh, 30 plus locations. So be, there's a couple in the mix that are starting up soon. And uh, for, like for me, like yeah, I run martial arts schools, but the reason why it's important is because when I was a kid, I was like really shy. And, like you wouldn't expect that now, yeah, like how yeah. I hold myself. <laughs> yeah. But like I was terrifying, terrifyingly shy, like embarrassingly shy. Like I have five sisters. Okay, mm. so I come from a really big family. There's yep. nine of us all together. When my sisters would have friends come over, I would hide in the closet so I didn't have to like talk to them. Like if we were at a restaurant, I would never like order for order myself. Food, yeah, 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 I was always like nervous and scared. And my mom was like, "You're gonna go in martial arts class," and I was like, "Okay, cool." And I was like young, I was three, right? But I was just like even even past that, I was I was like shy. And so she put me in martial arts class, and I still remember my first class. My mom brought me, and. I went onto the mat and I was like very reluctant, right? I just wanted to stay home and watch recess. Mm-hmm. That's all I really wanted to do. Great show. Yeah, best show. So <laughs> I, I go into the mat and I'm just like terrified and the instructor's teaching and I do what any kid does when they want to get out of something, which is like I threw a tantrum. Mm-hmm. I'm not proud of it. That's what happened. I screamed, I yelled. I remember it very like vividly because my mom like stormed out onto the mat and like, mm-hmm. She was so embarrassed because it's like your kid is the one that's acting silly, and like grabbed me by the ankles and like dragged me <laughs> off the mat. And on the way home, I was like, "Oh, mom is like, like I'm assuming I don't have to go back to that class. Like I'm done." And she's like, "What do you mean?" I'm like, "Well, like I just screamed, I cried, and I, you know, I said this in my three year old way, but now this is how I interpret it, right?" And she was like, uh, "No, you're definitely going back." And like one of the things she talked about later in life is that like, hey. The reason why it, for you to act like that is the exact reason why I knew I need to bring you, mm. right? And a lot of parents today, like their kids struggle with certain things. They struggle with confidence. They struggle raising their hand at school. They struggle with sticking up for themselves. There's this like victim mentality that society has now. It's like, I'm a victim. You can't call me this. You can't call me that. 
Uh, and it's just creating a bunch of people who like love to point out how, you know, they're a victim and, and like, I'm, we're like tired of that, right? Like we feel like you need to be able to stand up for yourself and like, yeah, we teach martial arts, but more important than that, we teach character development skills because like we follow, uh, uh, the sentiment that, and book, uh, of university of Pennsylvania, professor Angela Duckworth, have you ever read her book grit? No, no. Super good. But it basically like, it talks about how. People like kids, the best predictor of success later in life is not like IQ or grades in school, but it's like how much grit they show, like how, how they're Love able that. to deal with challenges and get past it, right? Yep. So in our martial arts classes, we purposely put challenges and roadblocks in our students' way. And we tell parents, hey, this is gonna be hard. Your child's gonna cry, they're gonna be upset, they might not get a belt when they need it, and they're gonna come to you and you're gonna have two options. You can either say, oh, I don't want to deal with this. My kid's crying. It's hard. Forget it, which is honestly what a lot of parents do, and it's so frustrating. Mm -hmm. Or like you can have them get past, and that's where they're going to build that grip. That's where they're going to build the real strength they need for later in life. Um, so like more than anything, like, yeah, we teach martial arts, but we really teach skills that are going to last them a lifetime. And that's like what's most important to us. So when they leave, hopefully they're never getting into a fight. Right, uh -huh. like yeah, you're not I, training them to be a UFC fighter. Yeah, we don't train UFC <laughs> yeah, fighters. Right, like, right. if you want to be in the UFC and you're and you 27 <laughs> years old and you're like, you know, a young guy and you want to fight, that's we're just not school yeah, for that. Right. Um, but if you want your child or you're an adult and you want to build confidence and you want to learn self defense through martial arts, but you don't want to get rocked in the face all the time, uh, or get like you know injuries all the time from like MMA, then then we're the spot for that. Yeah. 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 We talked about oh, I'm sorry not to cut you off, but we've talked about that on the podcast before that it's better to be the warrior in the garden rather than the gardener in the war, right? Yeah. Because it is it's it's so important to kind of have that confidence in yourself. And you know, I think a lot of people now they they act like they're virtuous that they're weak, right? But it's like if you can't be hostile or violent, then that's you know, weakness being the softer side is not a virtue, you're just weak. And you know, personally for me, I have four kids, two of my children on the autism spectrum, and my oldest is in Taekwondo. Cool. And to your point, it's like the commitment, the discipline, the focus, they're all the things that she needs to kind of, you know, uh, you know, harness, so to speak, to actually, you know, be a more productive, fulfilling life for her as she continues to age. And I found the Taekwondo is that she's just, she's a different person when she steps on that mat. You know, once the class, once they kind of get into the routine, because it is very routine-based, obviously, she thrives and she's a completely different person. And I know nothing about mixed martial arts. So I love it as a former athlete because there's no bar, there's no mm. expectation. I'm like trying to learn the steps with her yeah. and like trying to really push her. So it is, it's so to your point. And she's on the spectrum with the other kids. She, yeah, she's uh, on the spectrum okay. and, and my youngest is as well. Yeah, so it's really good for her. Cause mm -hmm. especially if you're on the spectrum, like if you do a team sport, you can definitely do a team sport. But a lot of times if you don't catch up to the other kids as quickly as them, mm -hmm. then you're either like made fun of or you're sitting on the bench, you don't really get to do anything. And martial arts is an individual sport. So she mm -hmm. can thrive totally yeah. on her own. So kids who are on the spectrum, like it's even, they get even more benefit. They're the ones to stay with us forever. Yeah. Like they, yeah. They, they stay students for a really long time. And you can see like the benefit directly. Like I see how this person is getting stronger, better. How long uh, has, has she been training? Uh, so this is her second year right second now. Year. So she's green belt, I believe was ah, the last test she passed. Cool. Yeah. Why don't you get to hop on the mat with her? You know, it's funny. There is another like father-son duo and she yeah. like works in with them quite a bit. I thought that. I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm in that exploratory stage of my life. I've gone through this whole like health and fitness journey. Um, so I'm always looking for a new challenge. Mm. I just always joke. Friends have told me like, why don't you do jujitsu? And I'm like, I just, I always see people our age getting injured. I'm trying yeah. to also, you know, mediate <laughs> that risk, you know, so to sure. speak. Sure. Yeah. I mean, there's risk of injury in anything, but there's definitely a higher risk in jujitsu. I train yeah. in jujitsu as well. Okay. We don't teach it at our schools besides like the very, very basic movements. Mm. Um, but I train it as well as a student. So we teach karate, which is mainly kicking, punching, blocking. Mm -hmm. Jiu-jitsu is kind of like wrestling, like grappling, yep, right? right? And I wanted to be a white belt again. I was, you know, been doing martial arts, karate my whole life, and I was like, man, I want to, I want to do something new. And I started up jujitsu, and I, I thought I was gonna be good because <laughs> I did karate, but I freaking suck. Nah. I still kind of suck, <laughs> if yeah. I'm being honest. Um, and it's just like so cool to be new at something. So sure. if you're on a new fitness journey, like for jujitsu, like. If you if you like that sort of thing, don't just do it if you don't like it, just because other people are doing it. Sure. But like how I do it, because for me, I want to be able to do it for twenty years mm -hmm. or thirty years, is that like I take my time with my partners, and I'm not there to like 
dominate or kill someone or like you know if you're if you're if you're rolling which is kind of like wrestling with someone sparring if you're sparring with someone who is a competitor and they want to like compete and like they're gonna be really intense and crazy but if you have a partner who's like takes it a little bit easier and they're doing there for fun and they're to enjoy they're there for fitness which is more like me and like yeah of course you can't get injured don't get me wrong i've had a couple of like small injuries but sure. like but nothing major, and it, you feel freaking tough yeah. as hell. Like it's yeah. a different level of confidence because there's no like if we can practice karate and and but we're mainly gonna touch. I'm gonna mm. touch your chin. I'm gonna touch your nose. I'm gonna touch your shoulder, chest, or with different movements. But you, know, you can't like rock someone in the face, sure. right? Yeah. But you just you can kind of go a little bit more tense because you're not. There's no striking, mm. right? So yeah. anyway, I think that's awesome. Yeah. Have you done it, Tyler? Yeah, yeah, I was um I I was doing jujitsu actually during our class. I used to I wrestled um growing up in yeah, high school. Cool. So you're probably a monster. Yeah, well <laughs> I uh so I was doing jujitsu probably about four months ago, um twice a week, and uh, the problem was that uh, I could take anybody down, double leg, single, you know I, that well, we was yeah. that was like yeah. my best part, like purple belts, I could easily take them down. Problem is, though, like once I got him down, I was done because <laughs> I'm used to like trying to um, get somebody on their back or if I'm on my back, I'm used to trying to get up and roll, you know, because I don't you don't want to get pinned in wrestling. Yeah. Right. So and it's like cemented in my brain to where when I'm in jujitsu, if I I mean, you know, if you're on your back and you're trying to get your stomach, you're done because, yeah. you, you know, I'm like trying to roll out and right away they get you in, either into an arm bar or yeah, you know, rear screwed. choke or. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I was doing it for a little and, uh, one week I was with a, um, I think I was just sparring with a purple belt and, um, he got me in a guillotine guillotine and I don't, he must've did it wrong or something. Cause dude, my neck like hurt for three weeks. Like I had a sore throat for three weeks. Oh, yeah, it's the worst. Yeah, it's um, and it was so brutal. And then, uh, I just what didn't belt go back. Was he? He was a purple belt. Really? Yeah. That's surprising. Yeah. Yeah. Usually it's a lower belt and I'm more scared. I mean, I'm just a blue belt. Right. It's the second one. But usually it's it's like a white belt that yep. I'm scared of because they- Because they're just they trying to strength. Yeah. They're they're just they just have no control. Yeah. Right. Yep. So they hurt. Usually the higher belts, like, yeah, they'll <sighs> dominate me, but I know they're not really going to hurt me. Right. Right. Yeah. So I was like out for like three weeks and then I just, I didn't go back. But I actually moved um, recently and there's a, there's a place that's like three miles down the road. So I, I've been meaning to, I moved two weeks ago, so I'm going to look into that and, mm. and get into it. But why'd you move? Um, just uh, a lot of things happening with my business and stuff. And um, I was uh, able to, able to do it. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. Which Upgrade. you kind of know. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. Which during that the class, we kind of talked about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that all went through. So okay. uh, how's the new house? So, yeah. You like it? Yeah. Yeah. It's only been two weeks, but um, you know, just uh, how that moving goes, there's still stuff everywhere. And, yeah all that stuff. But, um, we moved down more further South. So, uh, more of a farm area. Um, it's a small town kind of thing right off a golf course, but, um, do you have like a lot of land or you gotta be, have some about 0.6 acres. Okay. It's not huge. It's a, it's a development. Um, but it's crazy. Cause it's like this brand new development. It's all yeah. new houses. Okay, cool. Um, it's but, turnkey. You walked in. It's yeah. Yeah. Hell but yeah. you drive out of the development and there's farms everywhere. Like mm. there's no other development. There's no other houses. It's, mm. um, 20 minutes. to the, you know, I'm, I'm sure the farmers yeah. love the new uh, house development. <laughs> you sure yeah. Yeah. But judging by the taxes that that's hitting us, I don't think they do. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, yeah, so so anyway, there's a jiu-jitsu place that, that I want to check out. But what you're saying with with jiu-jitsu and, and martial, mixed martial arts in, in general, um, and I think same kind of goes for wrestling and really just like any sport that's an individual sport um, or like a very difficult sport like wrestling. I mean, you hear – you've probably heard it even if you weren't in the sport. Practices sucked. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we're running – Wrestling six, practice. Yeah, yeah, you're running yeah, six miles a day. It, you're yeah. in a sauna-type yeah, environment. You're wrestling. Yeah. You're sparring for – you know, uh, two hours straight wrestling kind of thing in, in a 90 degree room. Um, but it, it teaches you like that hard work, that grit that, that you, you know, were bringing up of, um, you know, like I still think about it today a lot where if I'm doing something difficult or something, I'm like, this ain't as hard as like, you know, like yeah. every day after school, like I still think back, like, was I nuts? Like every day after school, I did this. Like I didn't go to college for it. Like there's no, like, you know what I mean? Sure. Like, um, but it taught me a lot, and, and you know, like I said, it, it gave me confidence. It's just you and that other person on the mat, you know, yeah. during a match. That that's all that's out there. Like, yeah, you got your coaches like yelling random shit at you. <laughs> you got your your teammates kind of yelling stuff, maybe you're clapping or whatever. But um, really, you know, it's just like you two competing. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And, you know, that teaches you that that whole grit thing. So are you going to have your kids do it or what? Oh, hell yeah. My wife, I'm like, my one son's three. Um, so he's like almost, once he hits four, um, four or five, I think it is that we can get him into it. Um, my wife's still hesitant on it. She's like, I'm not doing that. But I, I told her there's, that's like not non-negotiable. Yeah, it, yeah. It's happening. Um, and the jujitsu place, they actually do, they have a class for, um, I think it starts at four two that I want to get them into because I had friends just being in that world. Like it's a tight, small community yeah, in the wrestling world. For sure. Um, so I had some friends like who did do jujitsu because it really gotten big recently. Like 15 years ago, it wasn't that big. Yeah, I think the UFC. Oh, 100%. Really just, 100%. see it, they understand a little bit more. They understand yeah. the, and even for me, like, it taught me, before I even did jiu-jitsu, I was watching UFC, and I was like, I don't understand what's happening in the ground. Yeah, like, it's boring. The more you hear Rogan talk about it, <laughs> yeah. like, oh, okay, I understand, like, he has control from the side yep. now, and then he's able to reverse by getting the underhook, and like, ah, yep. okay. Yep. So, yeah, because if you don't know, it, like, it, it kind of looks boring, too. You're like, what are yeah. they doing? They're just rolling around. <laughs> yeah. But one, one, so anyway... You know, 15 years ago, it wasn't that big, but I had like some friends because they were in the wrestling world that did jujitsu. Mm -hmm. And like we would just be like screwing around, like whether it be at like wrestling camp or like, you know, whatever. And um, or just sparring or whatever. And then they'll just like my one friend would just randomly throw me in an arm bar, which I had no clue back then. I'm like, what the? Ah! Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I just thought it was like so cool. Um, and especially because they, they kind of align so well together, wrestling and jujitsu. So I want to get like my son, like I want him to be that kid. Like yeah. I, I want him to wrestle, be in jujitsu. You know, do do all that and uh, yeah, toughen them up, yeah, toughen them up. Yeah. So I got my wife. You know, I got a little little smoozing to do together. And she's more of like the, uh, you know, all oh, all the skin stuff that could happen, that, which I've had. I've had ringworm. I've had you know, all this. Yeah, it's just whatever. Tell it happens. Flower ear. Yeah, but I'm telling her that because it's not like. It, it will happen probably, and yeah. it's not, like, crazy. You just get cream and you put it on. And yeah. Do you know about away. the fence soap? Have you seen that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah the green. So, it's, like, green and everything, right? Yeah, I don't know. I bought one on Amazon. I don't know what color it is. But yeah, it's like a green bottle. Yeah, and it's just, like, I mean, I haven't had any issues. I've been doing it for, like, three or four years, and I just, like, rub it everywhere after the class, and I've been fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I didn't do it back when I wrestled back in high school. You didn't do it when you wrestled? I feel like wrestling is like... I know. Why well, didn't think of defense soup? And I, to be honest, like... Maybe I just, it didn't exist. I was a kid in high school. Enough. Like, I didn't even uh, think sure. nothing of it. Yeah. I'm like, whatever. And then one yeah. day, I'm like, I got a, I got a runway on my arm. Uh, what I, <laughs> can't wrestle for this week, you know? That's crazy. But um, but yeah, yeah. So I want to definitely get him him into it and, and all that. But so segue back to um your studios and everything. Now, um. What I think what was really cool, your growth opportunity in our class. So in our class, just to remind the listeners, we we focused on like one thing with the business that we really wanted to to grow and not just like I want to grow sales. Right. Like it was like a real focus point, you know, a pie in the sky type thing. So we haven't talked since, you know, the whole class. Your growth opportunity was um, and the logo was like a shark. Right. So I forget the name, but it was kind of like a, to me and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but it was like a consultant business for studios all across the country um, to be successful, you know, and learn off you being you guys have what combined 30, 40 studios. So you're doing something right. Yeah. So the growth opportunity for me is like the martial arts schools, they're great. They're good. And like, of course, we can always do better. I think we're always testing and seeing how, what we can do better for our students. How can we improve our product? How can we improve our marketing? But since we need very skilled people to run the schools, we can't, I can't have 400 schools tomorrow, yeah. right? Like it's not just selling a franchise where anyone can make a smoothie at Smoothie King, right? You need someone who's, who is, you know, trained in martial arts that can step in and wants to do that as a living. Which is so, already a segment. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. like such a small You can't just get like an investor. That, yeah. yeah, yeah. So like it, it's, it's very hard to do. So like one of the things I wanted to do was, um, and I've been working on is consulting, is, is teaching other martial arts school owners how to use systems to grow their martial arts school because most of them they love martial arts but like they're not business people okay or that's not why they got involved in it initially they got involved because they love it right and they want to be able to help others but they don't know how to run systems of like you know how to have a, a you know, uh, how to deal with a lead when it comes in, how to follow up with a lead, how to enroll new students, how to deal with an upset parent, you know, how to keep track of students' progress besides like just the belt system, what email campaigns to use, text campaign, like everything that, that comes along with running a business, you know, so a lot of times they'll struggle and like they'll be okay with struggling. They almost have like that, 
that artist's mentality of like a starving artist. Like, oh, I do this not for the money. Right, and like, right, that's right. what they'll say as an excuse in their mind of why they're poor, right? right? right. And it's sad because I don't want to see that. Like, yeah. if you've been working in martial arts or doing martial arts for 10 years, while a doctor goes to school for 10 years and they make, you know, three to $500,000, like, why can't you do the same thing? Like, you've been doing this for, for a really long time. Like, you should be able to do the same thing. So what I, we'll do is we'll teach systems to people outside of our territory. So it can't be anywhere near one of our local right. schools um, or anyone that, you know, like purchases an action karate franchise. But if they're outside of our territory, I'll teach them systems that they can use that are that's still within their brand. They don't take on our brand or anything like that. And right. their curriculum, and we customize it that way, like it's still within their vision, mm -hmm. but the systems that we know that can work to grow their school and more specifically, that do not depend on just throwing money at a Facebook ads. Google AdWords. Or Google Gmail AdWords Ad, right. or Instagram or Snapchat or whatever. <clears throat> and I think that's really important because a lot of people just depend on ads and like they'll throw money at Facebook ads and no idea what they're doing. They'll just say boost posts, $80, done. <laughs> right, but th that doesn't really work. Like, mm -hmm. it might have like a little bit of a spike. Like, oh, cool, great. But like, if you don't know how to take those students and actually, or those leads and convert them to members, none of it really matters. And even the best ad in the world eventually has what's called ad fatigue. Okay, so eventually, like, it just stops working for who knows what. Like, you can have an ad that's killing it, and the lead cost is super low, but eventually, it's just gonna it's gonna fall, fall apart. Off. So you can't depend on that. So what we do that is different than other, let's say, consultants in the martial arts industry is we teach them organically how to bring in new members by connecting with local schools, with local daycares, and other businesses. Because those things never go away and they don't cost any money. If you're able to have a relationship with a local school, which we teach them how to create programs in local schools that automatically funnel in new members, and the same thing with daycares, and the same thing with businesses, if Facebook ads don't work, that's okay. Yeah. Like it's not gonna crush you. Right. Right. It's a good better to have Facebook ads also. Yeah, for sure. It's like icing on the cake. A tool on the belt, right? Yeah, so. but you don't necessarily need it. And I hate right. that people like depend on it. Like, especially if they like they don't know how to run the systems of the business and like they, they, they're running a martial arts school and they get an ad that says like, We guarantee, you know, sixty leads a month and then like they sign up for an agency, they'll pay anywhere between five hundred to two grand a month and you know, they'll promise a bunch of leads. And A, a lot of times it's good in the beginning, but after a couple months, it tails off. Right. And B, even if they do get those leads, they're not going to handle them anyway, so they're just wasting money. So like for us, like I want I wanted to be able to not just like give them leads, but teach them how to fish so they can catch their own fish over and over and over again. Right. Because uh, schools are never going to go away. Daycares are never going to go away. Like local businesses are never going to go away. And organic marketing is more important than ever because mm – -hmm the cost of ads like only really goes up, right? It never yeah. really goes down. Right. So if they're able to do that, like I know that they can feed their families and they could be rewarded financially like they deserve yeah. to be rewarded. Yeah. Now, sorry to talk for so long. No, that's it. It's but out. For, for the growth opportunity specifically for me yeah. was my business, I'll just be like completely transparent, is like designing like a 16-week course. So they come to me, I teach them how to run systems to – to create what we call strategic partnerships with the schools, the daycares, the businesses. Okay, I call it the Triangle Codex because like three things. However, when they're, I give them access to that and I show them how to do it, and I give them the coaching and accountability, and I give them one-on-one -on -one support. But after the sixteen weeks, like they don't really need me anymore, yeah. right? And that was like part of the sale. It was like, hey, like after this, you don't need to pay me forever. Right. I want Run you to know how play. to do this. You can, yeah, which is great for them, but. For me, You're always not as yeah. good because now, like, I don't have a good lifetime value LTV mm. for my members. Um, so I needed a way to create something that's a little more sticky, something that's going to make them stick around for a long time. Uh, so my growth opportunity was to create a suite of services besides the one-on-one -on -one coaching that they'll stick around for longer. So to me, that's, like, two things, which is, like, website provider and um, and and we'll run your ads for you. So we'll, you'll be able to do the organic, we'll run the ads for you, and we'll have your website. Now, right now, the only thing I'm doing is the website. Mm -hmm. So right now, I partnered up with a website provider. Um, I'm paying for it personally. I'm giving it for free to two of my clients. 
So I've, you know, I paid a couple grand so far, plus fees every single month that I didn't want to use them as a guinea pig. Like, I paid you for this website. We'll see if it works. (laughs) Like, I just felt wrong to me. And I know a lot of people would do that, but I was like, all right, I'm going to pay for this free website. And then, okay, well, when are we going to start paying for it? I'm like, figure it out later. Like, let's see if this works and brings you leads. And then if it does, we'll start paying for this later and I'll be good. And, um, and then, you know, changing a website is a giant, can I say, yeah. can I curse or no? Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, giant bitch. Okay, yeah. so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and no one wants to do it. It's like changing a bank account, yeah. right? It's like horrible. Oh, it's like, no, even if it's a terrible <laughs> yeah. bank, right? Oh, it'll it's stick around for years, yeah. right? So imagine like redoing your website. So if I can do that, and right now I'm testing it, and we just launched, I think, the first website, like, um, like it was actually live. There's a lot of like, what is design going to look like? How could it be best? What's the best practices? Um, about two weeks ago. So awesome. we'll do it for a couple of months, see how the results go. If it sucks, I'll find another provider or we'll change the website design until we get it right. And then that'll be a recurring revenue. Then once that's down, then I'll go to the ad side and then I'll, I'll partner with another ad agency, but make sure like, like when I partner, like they got to be like really good. Yeah. Right. Because well, you're putting I, your name on the line. My name, right. right? Yeah. But I also want them to have good recurring revenue too. But right. I, I want them to do most of the uh, like customer service end. Like they want an ad Work. change. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I want to be like, here you go. And kind of hand yeah. them off um, and not, you know, be like, oh, well, um, my lead page isn't working. Can you help me? And I'm like, uh, <laughs> Art of bad us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Meet the team. So, yeah, exactly. So uh, can you change my uh, FAQ page? <laughs> yeah. uh, the instructor's name is spelled wrong. So, I mean, that's cool, but like, I don't want to do that. Yeah, so yeah. for like, that's my next step for me, my growth opportunity. And like, I'm in it right now. I've invested money into it. And that's like the one side of the business. The other side of the business is obviously the martial arts schools, which I still want to be able to grow locally as uh, as through my podcast, people are coming into me. Shout out Black Belt Business Podcast. You got to shout it out, dude. Shout it out. I call the Black Belt Business Podcast. So I've talked to a lot of martial arts school owners, uh, but even if you're not a martial arts school owner, we have people on there, real estate agents, like business owners and how to to invest your money in real estate or – we have branding experts coming up and, and talking to as well. And the cool part about that is like, okay, we have, like, they're consuming my content. So obviously they get to know, like, and trust me. Yeah. And I have specific episodes that I purposely design for a certain type of lead that mm-hmm. comes in or for a certain type of people that could, that would want to recruit to my team. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, like, we have a podcast episode about one of our school um, operators who was in HR and she made good money, she made six figures, okay? But like she didn't love it, she was miserable. In fact, she talked about how she was the worst part of someone's day. Mm. Oh, like they had to see her, they're like, oh fuck, (laughs) right? It's hard on a person. (laughs) Yeah, and she wanted to be a part of like, a better part of someone's day. So one of her friends ran a school for years and. Um, and then eventually she decided to open up with us. We trained we trained her how to do it. She had zero martial arts experience. Within two years, she's operating a school. Um, might have been even less than that, actually. And like, okay, I want more people like her, Yeah. right? More people that yeah. understand like, hey, we can, like you don't have to have like a 10 year martial arts experience. Like you only need to be able to teach beginners. You know, like we'll yeah. teach you the rest as you go along. And uh, and so I designed, we, ha- we, we purposely, design an episode around her so we can have other people like when someone comes in they're like oh i've never done any martial arts before yeah like oh let me send you this episode you might like it yeah you might find a connection with it and like all the different types of people that might fill that format um the the i can tell you something crazy i kind of did yeah yeah yeah. which is and then i don't know anyone has done this but basically because of all the content i'm putting out and just posting every day for me like people are starting to get to know me a little bit better and I'm, I don't have a giant reach or giant following by any means, but it's a small community, yeah. right? Yeah. The martial arts community. So there's this guy who was following me for a while. I don't know how we became friends, but you know, I connect with a lot of people, especially online. And he ran, runs a school in Johannesburg in South Africa. And I was looking, like I'm always looking for like good full-time people that can come on board. That way we can open up a new location or I can replace someone that's underperforming or whatever. And I was, and we we talked for a while, and I had him come in, fly in. I paid for his flight, um, and I had him try out our school for a week. Basically, like he he we had him do a training like nine a.m. to nine p.m. every day. He stayed in my in my apartment. I like, have an extra bedroom, <laughs> like, 
And because he, you know, he's from Johannesburg, like doesn't, you know, doesn't make much money there. Like yeah. makes very little. Like, there's no way he can afford a flight to the states right. or a, like a, a hotel, hotel or sure. something. So I was like, all right, I don't want to pay like yeah, yeah, another, yeah. you know, fifteen hundred. Bunk up, yeah, come <laughs> on. And he's around, you know, he's around my same age. He's a cool guy. So and he's like, he's a competitor. Like he's like number two in like kickboxing and oh wow, in like South Africa, he's like a monster, yeah. right? And I'm like, man, look at this. This guy has such a good skill set. But like he didn't know martial arts, he could make it really into a career. You know, he's just kind of scraping by. Um, so right now we're in the process of working with an attorney to get him a visa. Thought we're about halfway done. Hopefully, okay. about six to eight weeks from now, oh, he'll he'll move here. You know, he he has a school there. He's got to drop it completely. And come here, and he's got to come here because you know there. I think he was you know making like five hundred bucks a month mm. or something like that. Yeah. Um, which obviously goes a lot further there than here, but still, like you're not really That's, making any yeah, money. Right. And I'm like, dude, like you can make like ten times that, like and more. Like I'll show you how to do. It. I'll show you how to invest. I'll show you like everything you need to do to, to be successful in martial arts and love it, but also like have a great lifestyle. Yeah. So yeah, the business side. So, so real quick, I want to take a step back because I think we kind of skated over something. And yeah. Drop a lot, <clears throat> excuse me. Drop a lot of knowledge on. So you said you went that franchise model, and you guys have you know the thirty studios. So how did you identify? that you were going to go the franchise model because people always talk about it, but I've always said most people don't perfect the first one. They just want to duplicate it and just, sure. they, they chase the money. It's not the systems and processes. So what did that look like for you and your brother to kind of get that rolling? Yeah. So it was, it was more my brother than me. I mean, he was mm. been over, he was open for 10 plus years before I even got involved. I was a little kid when he opened. So he's the one that really developed the model first. You know, I came on board and I definitely like helped, like develop a lot of the systems we have and train a lot of the staff, uh, you know, being a big part of the team. I also feel like I brought in a lot of like the younger generation because a lot of it was like older people mm -hmm. that ran the schools. And it was like, oh, well, why can't like, you know, I was a younger person and other younger people started seeing and they wanted to get more involved. So for him, like I know that even as a kid, he would bring me to like every martial arts convention or seminar in his car um, we would be listening to cassette tapes or CDs of uh, of different educational services talking about how to run business. And it wasn't just martial arts business, but any business, right? Yeah, yeah. We, I, he'd have me listen to like, you know, Zig Ziglar and yeah, Tony Robbins. Yeah. And, you know, so like for him, the we actually were licensed first. And there's right. a, do you know, are you aware of the difference between the two? The mm -hmm. license and French. So, um a license is like, hey, you have the right to use my name. So you have the right to use the millennial, millennial outlier's name, and like that's all you get. Mm -hmm. uh, a franchise is when you, as the as a franchisor, you give them not only the rights to the name, but you give them the systems and you just give them, yeah, processes, yeah. and usually like a website and all like, right. and some marketing Gear, and like all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, like and it's usually yeah. more expensive. So. As we've grown, we actually had to switch from a license to a franchise. Mm. Um, I guess you probably lose, um, and sorry to cut you off, but you probably, if you're going the license route, you probably lose a little control, and them having your name could be. It could not could work be out in your favor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it could yeah. hurt your reputation yeah. for right. sure. Uh, and, but then again, like a license, so there's like, there's positive and negatives. So yeah. The positive side is that like you're not, you don't have a lot of, responsibility in terms of their education right. and training right. and if they don't do well it's like whatever Sorry, yeah right? the pain that's, that's whatever. Your fault, <laughs> right yeah. but a franchise they can claim oh well you didn't give me the right systems or education or, or the yeah. marketing you promised so there's a lot more liability involved yeah. right yeah. but it's also like way more scalable right sure right and like everything's scary and there's always liability yeah so in terms of like how he perfected it uh, I mean, I don't, I don't, maybe I just use that word. Maybe you yeah. didn't use that word. But in terms of how he developed it, I would say like go to a lot of freaking seminars. And like my brother is really good at asking questions mm -hmm. and asking people like, hey, how do you do this? How do you do this? How do you do this? Like, yeah. where do you do it? Okay, tell me again. I'm going to take notes. Okay, cool. Can I call you later and ask you questions? And he's so good at that. And I think – that like rubbed off on me. And no, 100%. Like, yeah. You did, that. yeah. For, <laughs> for as long as I knew, knew you in the class, you would do stuff like that. Yeah. yeah now that you're saying that. And like ask a lot of personal <laughs> questions sometimes too. And yeah. like questions that normally people don't ask. Right. Like, um, I don't, I don't know if I asked you this, but I, I know in the class, like we had someone else who, I know you sold your book of business, but someone else sold their business. Mm -hmm. And I was like, think about it. And like, yeah, I was asking him how it went, but I was, I was going to ask him how much you sold it for. 
Sure. Mm-hmm. You know, and like, how much did you make on that? What was right. your net? Right, right, and like, right, right. Most people would never ask that. No, no. Like, that's like pretty money. personal. Yeah, but yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. I don't care. I'm going to ask him if you want to tell me. Did he tell you? Yeah, he did tell me. Yeah. It's got to be good. Yeah, I'm not telling you. Is it good? Just say good or bad. Yeah, I was very respectable. Very respectable for sure. Definitely not bad. I was like, hell yeah, man. Good for you. You know, it wasn't like, I don't think giant life changing money. Right, 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 right. But like, but definitely like very respectable. Um, And I, and I think like, like a, a, a quiet dogs don't eat. Like if you if you don't get the information you want and you're just quiet, you're just not you're gonna, gonna find you're it. Never gonna get yeah. it. You're, you're never gonna get it. So like it. Yeah. you have to be willing to ask questions. That people will always be surprised. Like especially if you offer information first. Yeah. Then they'll be more willing to, to give. Yeah. Like usually I'll say like a number first. I'll be like, oh man, that's amazing. I'm working. You know, we're grossing anywhere between thirty five and fifty five thousand. We'll make around two hundred thousand a unit or whatever. And like. And like people will just oh like, I'm doing this yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just natural yeah, yeah yeah they they, they want to the role of reciprocity right? right they want to tell you back so yeah yeah not being afraid to ask questions I think I got that a lot from my brother and like he is so good at that like he'll find like deep information like how did you find that He's like <laughs> I just kept on bothering him right and they feel connected because when you tell yeah. someone personal oh yeah now they're like that's my boy yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're like oh god I must like this yeah. person right yeah so yeah, yeah. vulnerable connects hundred percent yeah it's awesome man it's awesome that your um your brother like it seems like was a mentor or is a mentor to you um and and taught you so much and got you on like a lot of the books and and stuff like that but what you know big thing that we always talk about is mentors and coaching and being you pretty much are a coach um there's a you know really a negative stigma with coaching like you know people think that they might be getting scammed and sometimes there are scams out there right but, yeah. yeah but um a lot of people are jaded by it right and and the, they don't kind of see the value that comes from from coaching so um being that you're you know you're a coach yourself have you been coached um or mentored aside from your brother and um, what's your like your thoughts on you know that yeah i've spent a ton of money on coaching like I would say Seems to be a trend. Yeah. What our yeah. guests. Yeah, yeah. At least like five or six years, I would say at least sixty grand, something like that. Like a yeah. lot. Um, you know, some some programs I pay twenty to thirty grand to one person. Yep. So um I'm a big fan of it. There's definitely like people who did like really well financially very quickly, and then other people like, oh, they join the course and they go, Oh, I could teach that. And then they <laughs> yeah, and then yeah, they try yeah. to sell it, and then they're yeah. like scummy, right? And it doesn't really work well. Right. And, but that's like that with everything, yeah. right? Like, there's always a few bad seeds. Yeah. Always a few bad seeds, and yeah. then they tell everyone about yeah. it, yeah. right? Like, oh, you can't do that. But usually, those are the people that are full of shit. Yeah. Like, they're full of excuses. So they see an ad about how this person's going to help them get a certain amount of leads or make a certain amount of money a month. And how it's so easy if they just follow those steps. But usually they don't even follow the steps, mm-hmm. right? It's usually there's something that they're doing that's sabotaging themselves. And they don't follow up. They don't follow through. They think the person's going to do it all for them. And then they don't get the results they want. And they blame it on another person. Yeah. Right? Like, yep. you know, Jocko Willig's book, like Extreme Ownership. Yeah. Right? Like, Great one. Yeah. It's just like take ownership of yourself. Like this is your responsibility. Yep. And no one else's. Like this past month, I had one of the worst months of of of, of uh, one of the school's gross uh, income uh, in the last like six or seven years. Mm. I could blame that on, oh, well, you know, it's there's starting to be a recession or people worried or like, COVID oh, the instructors, whatever, yeah. they're terrible or like they're not doing well or like this and that, right? But no, like it's up to me. I'm also like new as a manager. I'm not working in the school. I've only been doing that for like for like two years. I'm not like actively one of the instructors. Now I'm just a manager, so I'm not there every day. That's me. Mm-hmm. That's my fault. I'm not a good enough manager yet. Like I have to go through these growing pains and learn how to do it because otherwise, A, I'm never gonna learn, but B, like, the excuses are not gonna help anyone. It's that victim mindset that we talked yeah. about earlier. Yep. So if I join a coaching program, which I've joined, you know, multiple, like, uh, you know, not everything about it is gonna be amazing. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, some of them I resign for another session, you know, like I renew or whatever. Some I haven't, but there's always like one or two things I get out of it that like, yeah. this is really, really good, yep. you know? Yep. And even if you, you just meet some other business owners who are in a different industry that do really well, and now you're able to talk openly about finances, yep. like even that's amazing. Like, so, you know, I have friends in other industries in like Florida and California that I still talk to on Facebook and I, I only met them because of that, yeah. right? And there's definitely poor business practices, but that's like, usually it's the person, yeah. right? And like, 
and what I always tell like my clients is like, hey, like I always have a guarantee to like uh, to be like uh, you know uh, for people who are risk averse mm -hmm. or they're nervous because I don't want anyone to lose their money, think like shit about me, right? right? And tell everyone about me. So I have a guarantee where it's like, hey, if you follow these and these steps and you record that you actually did it and track it and you don't get the results you want, I'll refund you. Right. Right. Because I know if you actually do it, it'll work. It'll work. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. There's a good percentage of people that don't actually do it. Mm -hmm. They sure. pay for it <laughs> and they disappear. Yeah. Or they pay for it and they say, oh, it doesn't work. I'm like, oh, did you do this? No. Oh, did you do this? Oh, uh, no. Okay, no. <laughs> and then next week we'll be like, okay, here's your homework. I'm going to email it to you when you do these three steps that we can set up. And next week we'll get on. And they'll be like, oh, yeah, um, I was busy this week. And I'll be like, I mean, what do you want me to do here? Yeah. Right? Like how? But then once again, I could blame it on them or I could blame it on me. Mm -hmm. Right? I could, But it's really like. Part of that is their fault, sure. You don't only lead the horse, you know, right? The whole yeah. lead the horse to water, but right? I can also be a better coach, right? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, there's yeah. got to be a better way for me to motivate these people so they can actually so they can do, do the it. results because otherwise they're going to be stuck in the same cycle, right? When they get out of it with me, they always think, or any, any coach they pay for or any consultant, you know, usually they think, oh, I'm going to be saving this money. I'm going to be able to do it on my own, but they're not. They do the same shit they've always done, and they're just right. stuck in the same cycle over and over and over again. Yeah. So, like, right now I'm reading this book called um, Motivational Interviewing, and it's this famous psychology book about where they teach people how who are, like, ambivalent about whether they have an issue, like, let's say, about alcohol or addiction or gambling, and, like, how do you talk to that person in order to A, like convince them that they have a problem, but B, like follow the steps that you want them to do in order to see the results out. that they want, right? right? And it's a psychology book, right? Like mm -hmm. really more than anything, uh, you know, it cites a lot of scientific studies. When I'm reading it, I'm like, damn, this is actually amazing. Cause it's kind of almost like sales 101, yeah. where it's like, find out what their issue is. Why Ask is that their issue? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. But like a lot of it was like some of the things are like, okay, you don't want to ask more than three questions in a row. In fact, you should make a statement. Here's the type of statement you should make with examples. And I'm like, damn, I'm doing a lot of things wrong. Oh, yeah, and if, yeah. I, if I follow this better, like a psychologist, because essentially as a coach, you You're are. A psychologist, right. a, so like it's once again, not their fault. I can blame it on them, right? Mm -hmm. But like I know it'll improve my life more and I'll be in a better circumstance five to 10 years from now if it's me. Working on yourself. If it's just like, what can I do better? If my yeah. team is not doing well financially for one of my schools, or you know, for any business I have, like that's my fault. Ultimately, I don't care what they do. If if they're in a if, if like maybe they're underperforming, well, that's my fault for having them in that position. Like I should have someone else, or I didn't train them well enough, right? right? right, right and right, there's right. usually a delay in the results that you want. Like so, like I was actually talking with someone about this the other day, where, uh, you know, I'm like, I'm like, uh, hey. Uh, you know, I've been doing all this training with them and help and, and like support. I've never done more training or support in my life. Like I just help them. I'm not sure what to do. And they're like, oh, well, how long have you been doing this extra support? And they're like, oh, and they asked me. And I was like, ah, oh, maybe like two or three months now. And they're like, and they're like, oh, you expected to turn around that quickly? And I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. I was a shitty manager for the first eight months. Now I'm paying the price. There's always a delay. Right? Yeah. In the beginning, it's not a big deal, whatever. I kind of ignore the issues. But then eventually it catches up to you, yeah. right? So now I'm getting caught up to me now, and now all that other effort I'm doing to support and train and help them, I'm doing it right now, but I'm not going to see the results of it right another, now. Another, yeah. So most people months. are going to quit before they see the results. They do it and, and like, okay, I got to wait another, I don't know, four, 12 months, and then I'll see the results of those efforts. No yeah. different than going to the gym. Yep. Yep. People go to the gym, they don't see results, or they don't get big and buff like Tyler over here in the first like. <laughs> You know, their shoulders are popping out of their size medium, <laughs> medium. Uh, and they just give up, right? But yep. you got to stick with the problem way longer than you expect it to. Yeah, 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 yeah. Man, that, yeah, that's, that's awesome. That yeah. whole breakdown that taking, I give you credit, man, because uh, I, even myself, I fall in some of those traps of, uh, you know, that little blame thing of, uh, why, you know, why is this person doing that or, um, you taking that accountability is uh, is is massive, man. That's awesome. Yeah, and you can I, see why you're so successful. You know. Yeah, I appreciate that. And like, it's not it's not easy because a lot of times I'm like, well, I give them everything and they're not doing <laughs> exactly. this right. Yeah. So it's hard. <laughs> yeah. And like, and a lot of times I think I'm even like, not lying per se, but I'd be like, hey, like. I want to apologize because I feel like I didn't explain this properly and it's my fault. 
let's review this again so we're totally clear and on the same page about how I expect this one thing to happen. Right. And I'll apologize to them, even though oh, I man, know so nice. I explained yeah. it correctly. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. Like, and like, totally oh, what can I do? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But that's great. Yeah. Like how I just said it is how I said it. You can tell right. I've said that before. Yeah, right? yeah. I do it all the time. Right. Uh, and like one of the things that my brother does, my older brother who started, you know, by the way, it's called Action Crowd. I don't know if I even mentioned mm -hmm. that. It's, it's called yeah. Action Karate. And what I think he's so good at is like when he talks to people, and I need to be better at this, when he talks to people and explains something, someone on the staff or talking to his wife or whoever, he'll explain an issue or whatever he's saying, and then he'll say, okay, tell me what you heard. Mm, and have mad. them repeat what they heard and like and a lot of times it's way off probably way yeah. different than what he intended right yeah. but it's not way off right, 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 right it's right. like it's off what he had in mind yeah. but they heard it a different way it's like text yeah. messaging yeah when you text somebody you're like oh this guy just said k you know he's, he's probably pissed he's at me pissed. right now yeah, yeah. really it's like a 60 year old who like that's how he thinks people text you know? yeah <laughs> exactly yeah, yeah. they're just busy right and they're yeah, like, i want to make busy. sure i respond right, right now and I, right so I think that's such a good skill. Like, and I'm, it and, is. And, and since I've heard, like, he, he like repeated that to me, like, uh, uh, recently, and I was like, I gotta do that more. Yeah. When I explain something, say, okay, so, like, just to review, tell me what you heard, and then see what their perspective is. That way I can fix the problem then, as opposed to, like, later being frustrated at them because they mis misinterpreted what I was saying, but they just didn't, you know, they didn't receive it the way I wanted them to Absolutely. receive it. Absolutely. Verify and clarify, yeah. right? Verify and clarify. Yeah. Exactly. Boom. There we go. Well, uh, dude. Where we were here uh, to our time, pretty much. Was, oh my god, that was so fast. Hey, time flies when you're having fun, right? I know. Now. You guys had to listen to me ramble like, <laughs> the entire time. That's what it's all about, man. It, it was. Yeah, we want you dropping gems, absolutely. Yeah, you just dropped. You dropped a ton um, today, man. Just with what you're doing, you know, the process, the accountability we went over. Um, you're just you really articulate things very well, and uh, it's just it's been awesome having you on today. So. Absolutely. I, uh, yeah. Exemplify the personal excellence, right? Like that's, yeah. I love that you said earlier, you know, it's hard, but that's kind of the goal of most things, right? When it's easy, typically you're not getting the output that you, you hope for. It's always doing the harder things in life that pay off the most. Yeah. But that victimhood plus that instant gratification, there's like a mix of that in the world right now where people just want, they want to take the easy route. They, they don't have want to blame everybody else. They, you know, one of my coaches, he has an acronym for blame, being lazy and making excuses. Oh, that's, that's right. That's right. Wow. That's right. He's <laughs> dropping gems yeah. everywhere. Right? Yeah. But it, it's so true because that's what most people, it's so easy to point the finger, to not hold yourself accountable, to not have these you know, different things we talked about earlier, which is being disciplined. Yeah. It's just, it's easy to sit around and just go with the flow, right? Okay. It's hard to carve a different path. Yeah. And to lead by example. Do you know, um, do you guys listen to John Maxwell? Yeah. 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 Yep. So, do you know, his like uh, laws of leadership, like uh, one of them is the law of the lid. Yeah. 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 So, yep. like, the, yeah. So, just repeat for anyone who's listening doesn't know, law of the lid is like, if you can't lead someone who's like a, has a higher leadership skill than you or a higher leadership level, right? Yep. So, like, let's say your leadership level and is like a, a seven. Right, you can't lead someone who's like a nine, ten, right, right, or, or ten. Right. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So in it's order, like a ceiling, so to speak. Yeah, exactly. So if you <clears> want to lead people, like you got to raise your leadership level, so you have other people blow you, and like you increase your capability to mm -hmm. lead. Yep. And like for me, like if you're not living that lifestyle yourself, like that's when you get the charlatan internet marketer who's a, who wants to be a coach because they saw you know alex ramosi do it and yeah. they're like oh he made so much money i could do this not hard yeah right yeah so it's like okay how do you and like he even talks about this like how do you set up a bunch of successes in a row that like no one could argue with you that you know exactly what you're doing and that you can help them as well instead of just yeah. saying it like the proof is there like right. for us yeah there's a ton there i mean there's other martial arts consultants too i get all their ads yeah right yeah, so yeah, yeah. Uh, and I love when I get their ads too, because I'm like, oh, let's see what they got. Critiquing a little yeah. bit, right? Yeah. What do I like? What yeah. do I hate? Scope out the comp. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. usually I'll comment something real mean. No, I'm sorry, I don't do that. I don't do that. But Troll. I did, get, I did yeah. get a content uh, a comment today that said, um, "Thanks, SpongeBob," and I'm like, oh, damn, I do kind of sound like SpongeBob. <laughs> That's kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty good. Of course, it's coming from someone with you know no profile picture and a bunch of numbers. You of know. course, yeah, yeah, it's always that way. Yeah, it's probably I, some Russian form. No, but I kind of liked it though. Like, <laughs> 
Um, it was it's like good, it was like it was a good one. mean one. You know, it wasn't like yeah. f your mother, right? It was just like oh, that's kind of true. Yeah. Um, and that's not barns. the first time someone made the SpongeBob comment. Oh. Someone else one time said, uh, "You sound like SpongeBob if Squidward had a baby." And I was that's like, "Oh, right. you bastard!" <laughs> and I screenshot and shared it. I'm like, "This guy's good." <laughs> and I even commented like, "Good one." Like, yeah. like that. You got to just um, well, gotta respect that. that. Yeah. yeah, everybody loves a good burn. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, good, a good like quality burn. Yeah, not just like someone being an asshole. Yeah, it's funny. Do you, ever, do you ever do you have you ever run ads? Um, I mean, we have. It's just, it's just difficult in my industry with insurance because um, the uh, like the profit that we get per policy is like not low. It's all about retention and like building a book of business. Yeah. Um, so you know we've ran ads and stuff. It's just hard to see like a revenue to cost share because we'll always be under whatever the cost is. So I got to kind of look out like two three years if we retain this client. You know how how does that kind of um, factor in? And on top of that, like we're competing with um, other insurance companies that are spending millions a day on advertising. Geico, you know, so like Google AdWords, everything's driven up because of you know I'm competing with carriers, I'm competing right. with Geico, I'm competing with um, you know State Farm. Every commercial you see on TV, sure. Um, so it's very difficult to to market in general in, in my industry. It's like I'm like 90% word of mouth. Um, you don't have the same um, marketing budget as State Farm does. Like, <laughs> Unfortunately, have, not yet. <laughs> uh, you're not going to see a, a Super Bowl commercial. <laughs> no, uh, no, that'd be funny. No, that would be funny. But um, but no, nah, dude, it's it's been so awesome having you here. Um, Action Karate, uh, what's your what's some of your other stuff? Yeah, Black Belt? You, could, you could email me, Matthew at WDojo.com. That's the consulting side of the company. Um, uh, the best way to reach me more than anything is Instagram at Black Belt Brenner one at Black Belt Brenner one. Send me a message, follow me, um, say hi. I like talking to people. You can ask me any question you want. I will literally like because I'm so willing to ask other people questions. People ask me questions, I'll just tell them straight up. Like, yeah. I don't have anything to hide. So yeah, and yeah. we have any applauds, good burns. So I love that. So bring your yes. most creative burns yes. to the table, yeah. folks. Yeah, say some mean <laughs> shit. Say some mean shit. Yeah. you do. No, he's definitely Matt's. Definitely worth a follow. Um, so you'll be in the show notes. Uh, so people could kind of scope you out. Um, you put a lot, ton of great content. If you're a business owner, you definitely want to follow him because he's putting out um, a lot of the processes and stuff that he's doing. Um, I know personally, I've learned some things from your your podcast. I listen to it, um, your videos that you post and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, dude, awesome having you. And uh, Justin, sign us off, brother. You already know what it is, friends. Best day ever. Best day ever, Thanks fam. Thanks for being here with Best us. Best day ever. Boom. <laughs> <laughs>